Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Mad Mania. It's me, the Neo X. Hi, we're going to do another show for y'all. And to, today with me, hi. Hey, T Carl, you there, buddy? Hi. Hi. <laughs> we are here. We're getting ready to do another fantastic episode of the Mad Mania podcast. Uh, the Mad Mania podcast. Remember? Hi. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that? Remember <laughs> that? It's a thing still, right? Uh, we are still tag teaming it. Our, our our other brothers, what can we say? They're probably injured or uh, working for another promotion. That's cool. They got wrote off got by wrote injury. Off <laughs> by injury. They they're like they're like Alistair Black right now, written off TV for some reason. Kofi Kofi got that good write off treatment. But uh, yeah, G one still New York. Rock Knowledge is not at home. Um, but you know we're still gonna hold y'all down. So thanks for joining us for another episode again. Hi, welcome. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to get into the, some of the wrestling news, uh, get into you know some of our takes, feelings, opinions on the world of wrestling. But before that, let's get our plugs in. Let's get our shit in. Um, let's see. Oh yes, of course. Uh, Patreon.com. Go to go to Patreon.com. Search the Matt Mania podcast. Keep shilling. Uh, we want you guys to become patrons. We we want to start delivering some more bonus content. Try to get y'all some merch, things like that. We're definitely just taking suggestions for different tiers. Patreon's a great investment. Of course, all the archive episodes and write ups are also available. If you can't get enough of the Matt Menu uh, content, content we got some extra for y'all there in the Patreon. Um, yes, sir. Some music from Mega Ran, some write ups from Neo X. Mm-hmm. Then we got some write ups from Rock Knowledge in there as well as well as some bonus episodes um, that we're looking to get back into doing for all of you out there. Absolutely. Uh, additionally, our pro wrestling tea store is still open. A couple spider webs in the corner, but it's still open. Uh, and we wish for y'all check us out at pro wrestling tees.com Matt mania podcast. Check us out, buy some t-shirts. Obviously the more t-shirts we flip, the, the we'll have access to submit some fresh new designs. You know, us, we about the art, we about the fashion, the culture, if we can get access to new design or get the ability to, you know, upload new designs, you know, our shit could be fire too. We know people who do who do that art. Also, if any of the fans out there do artwork and want to pitch any new Matt Mania designs, you can hit us up on Twitter or on Instagram and maybe we can work some business out. You know what? That's a really good suggestion. Yeah. If you're about that art life and you want to pitch some stuff, I think that'd be a good way for us to invest possibly some of our Patreon funds. 
to help, you know, support the show uh, to give it some, you know, some more love in that, in that way. So yeah, check us out on Twitter at Matt Mania Podcast and then on Instagram, Matt Mania Pod. We need, to get like out, some, we need to get like some anime art. I think it'd be dope if we did kind of like, um, you know, that, you know how Bernard, Bernard artwork, mm-hmm. kind of like his style, like is really dope. And, and like, I was always a big fan of that, you know, the, um, the number one headband EP yeah. that you put out, like that art so hard, like it's just fresh. Oh yeah. And I was thinking of, if you, if you know the South Park episode where they did the, the anime episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which will, def- which will bring us into the put over since I'm going to be talking about South Park anyway. But, yeah. So, so you, when you brought this put over to my attention, it's not like an episode it's apparently a whole season? Yeah, well, the season isn't that long. The season 23 is only 10 episodes. But as you know, I recently got HBO um, Max. And South Park is on there, all, all of these 23 seasons. I'm not sure if this 23rd season was the last season uh-huh. um, or if it's or if they're on 24 now because South Park is forever going. But this this episode i mean this season was a funny season to me because like the the end of season 22 it had left off with like um stan's dad um telling them that they should move out of south park onto a farm and start um living as farmers but mm-hmm. the reason that he really goes out there is to start growing weed <laughs> So not so not to be an actual farmer, but to be a weed farmer. And he starts a farm called Integrity Farms, and has commercials and everything talking about how um, how um, people in South Park has, have lost their integrity. So that's so Integrity Farms. Wow. So, so, okay. So season twenty three starts off with you know instead of them doing the South Park song intro, it's um, now it's come on down to Integrity Farms and have yourself a time. So this whole season is themed around Integrity <laughs> Farms now. And so it's got it's kind of like this. I want to say it's like a spinoff because it's yeah, in a different location. It is. It's like it's, it's like a spinoff. Um, season twenty three is because it's based around Integrity Farms, but he also talks about it like it's a spinoff too. Like this, um, like they have a Halloween um, episode, and he keeps talking about um, we're trying to do the Halloween special. Like it's the Halloween special episode, but he's talking about the Halloween special as some wheat that they're growing. That's called the Halloween oh. special that they're going to be selling. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, okay, it's season five, uh, or not season five? I'm sorry, uh, episode five in season twenty. Uh-huh. It's yeah. Integrity Farms Halloween special. <laughs> oh man! So okay, okay, and- I can get behind this. I'm already laughing my ass off, apparently. Yeah, because then so so episode six is the finale of the Integrity Farm season, but then there's still oh. one, two, three. There's still four more episodes, right? Three of the yeah. episodes are filler episodes based around other characters, like um, season seven is based on the um, principal's wife. Season okay. eight is based off of um, episode Kyle's mom. Kyle. Yeah, yeah okay. episode eight. And then episode nine is about... Um, the kid who has diabetes, but then episode 10, um, they come back to Integrity Farms because it's Christmas time, and he's like, oh, you guys want me to do a Christmas special? 
So, so it still ties into like, he's like, he was like, oh no, my season's been over. And they're like, oh, we need you to come back and do a Christmas special. But they're talking about needing some Christmas weed, but they make it sound like, you know, it's the Christmas episode. Um, and on that episode, he ends up um, getting coke legalized and he was selling, um, <laughs> so he was selling, he was, he was selling weed that was, um, that that was covered in coke and he was calling it um integrity farms christmas snow oh, and, then, okay. and then somebody got it um <laughs> somebody got it um had made it illegal to sell sell that so then he um just started selling the snow so it was just jars of coke <laughs> holy moly it said integrity farm snow without the tree Okay, okay. So that that sounds pretty hilarious. I mean, I have the HBO. I have HBO Max. I can't get enough of it. Uh, there's there's so much content, really, when you break it down. Uh, I, I I totally forget South Park is is even on there. Shoot. Okay, I got to give that a go then. For sure. Yeah, man, check that season out. I mean, you said you're looking at it on Wikipedia. The first episode is called Mexican Joker. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle sent to an ICE detention center. Good gravy. Yeah, and they're talking about, so at the ICE detention center where all the kids are staying, they're uh, talking about what if this is the, um, what if this is the, what, damn, what do they call it? I'm losing my train of thought. Um, when a superhero, their origin story, he was like, what if this is the origin story for Mexican Joker? Because <laughs> oh, okay. Stan told them, this is how you guys can create a Mexican, I mean, um, Kyle told him, this is how you guys can create a Mexican Joker. <laughs> that's the perfect, that's the perfect breeding ground to create a, a supervillain in a yeah. detention center. That's for sure. So that, that's for sure. Okay. I mean, 10 episodes, that's not bad. 30 minutes a piece. You could definitely tackle that. Sure. Yeah, and probably like twenty episodes. I mean, twenty minutes or something like that, because you know the stuff made for TV, so it's never That's really right. thirty minutes. So yeah, yeah, you know, twenty minutes an episode. Shoot through that. I watched probably half that season one night. You know, it's once you get into it, it's funny, and then you just let the shit play. So you know, for all of you South Park fans out there, or HBO Max fans, if you got HBO, yeah, make sure you check out that check and out. all and all of my all of my weed smokers out there. Check it out, indeed. Get you, get you some Integrity Farms. <laughs> integrity Farms. For sure. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, my put over is, a, is an oldie but goodie. It's a, it's a video game released uh, back in actually 2017. It's actually called Everybody's Golf. I picked it up um, from GameStop by a, part of like a buy two, get two for resale. Uh, buy two, buy two uh, use games, get two use games for free. So, are, is GameStop back open, or did you have to get it delivered? Um, they are. Some of their locations are still open. Okay. Uh, but they're, you know, they're they're limiting. Like, I think it's ten people per per uh, per store. Face coverings are mandatory. Um, but I order these online. So you so just you know picked them up, or did you get them delivered? I got them delivered. Okay. So no big deal for on my behalf. But I did notice, like, whenever I do get games delivered. They always give me like the shit cases with like no, with like no art, and so that's oh, kind of garbage. Those, they give you those cases with the green inserts. The yeah, they give me the bootleg cases with like the print that just says name on it. You <laughs> know, so that's kind of shitty. But either way, the game is great. Everybody golf like back in the day, uh, in the old like PlayStation One games, I had this game called Hot Shots Golf, and it was super fun. Um, even when I had my PSP, I would play Hot Shots Golf as well. 
so I've always had this fondness for like these types of golf games, not like the simulator games like Tiger Woods, y'all, uh-huh. but but like these type of like arcade-ish mm-hmm. cart like cartoon, I guess you could say type of golf games because they're just fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I picked this up, and man, it's I when I when I read some of the reviews on it uh, when I was adding it to my cart, it said it was really fun. So I was like, all right, well, what what I got to lose? It's a free game anyway. Come to find out. It's super easy to play. Uh, you know, you, you essentially just have to hit three. You have to time three buttons or time. You have to time uh, press the button three times, which X. And then you can like flip back and forth between clubs. And it's just drawn nicely. You can customize your character. It's multiplayer. You can play, uh, you know, uh, online, offline. It's just a fun video game. And they, they of course. So you're saying. Did you say it has a created character or you can just customize the characters that are already yeah, on there? Yeah, you can create a character, you know, within the limitations of this, you know, this anime style or, or cartoon style golf game. Have you created a character? Oh, for sure. I created one. Uh, Isaiah already created one. And what color polo shirt are you wearing? <laughs> so I was wearing a blue one and then Isaiah <laughs> wanted me to customize my character to, to wear uh, nothing but pants or nothing but underwear and a tank top and no shoes because he said <laughs> he wanted to be a hobo golfer. So, so I got that to deal with. But I think it's a great game. Uh, it's got like these arcade style. It's 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 arcade style, but the better you play, you actually level up your clubs, which I think is really cool because it gives you a sense of progression, you know. And of course, you know any games that have progression, you want to play more. Um, so I'm having a fun time with it. I've played it like maybe three times. And with that, I've, I've absolutely loved it. So if you ever get a chance to play everybody's golf and you got that PlayStation, maybe we can golf online. Let me know. Let me ask you a question, Neo, since you play a lot of video games during this, during this quarantine period, downtime, whatever you want to call it, working at home where you're Mm -hmm. spending a lot more time at home, do you find yourself being drawn more to playing old video games that you once had a fondness for or that you missed playing as in like didn't buy it or didn't get a chance to play it when it came out or looking more forward to new games. Actually, you know, the, actually your first point, like I played a bunch of nostalgia games and actually when the, when the whole pandemic happened, I picked up a PS2, which had a bunch of like old games and I played a bunch of those. After that, I got my PlayStation 1 modded with just a bunch of old PlayStation 1 games. And then <clears throat> after I would play that, uh, I started, you know, my kids were acting like little weirdos, and I took away their Xbox 360. Um, I put the Xbox 360 in the living room, and I've been playing old Xbox 360 video games. So, and then obviously, you know, when I bought, when I bought the, when I did the buy two, get two free for the PlayStation games, they were older games also. Like, and, and there were games that I've never played before. So okay. normally, like, my day would consist of, oh, let me play Overwatch, Call of Duty, or, like, NBA Live. But now, like, I'm not even really online that much, and I'm just playing offline games by myself. So, yeah, I think I, think I, I definitely fall into that category where I'm just playing some old games, you know? Because I, <clears throat> I, think, I think now, like, you know, in the quarantine, right, you there's not really much to do and it's hard to actually create new memories you know like by you know going out maybe um going on vacation right you're kind of just 
treading water currently, right, during the pandemic. And I know there are some people that may, you know, reply with, yeah, you can always make the most of it. And that's totally fine. I, I definitely respect that. But I think my mindset was reliving the past was kind of my way of finding comfort because of the uncertainty that we live in currently. You know what I mean? Okay. So, like, I would feel a comfort when I would play, uh, like, I, I, like recently I've been playing Fallout New Vegas, like, before I got these, these other games from, from GameStop. I was playing Fallout New Vegas, you know? And, man, I remember putting in so many hours in that game. And I remember I, I used to work at GameStop, bro, when that game came out. And I just remember, wow, like, you know, when I would play this game, I would get off like a hard, like I would get off, uh, you know, um, late working at GameStop in the mall. Mm-hmm. And then the mall's closed. And I was thinking about all the fun times I had at the mall at Metro Center Mall. <laughs> you know, so I think, you know, in, in, you know, kind of to, to the, the point to this, the, the future is obviously unknown. And... I think I, I just revert to some of like the, the past because I can try to relive those, those memories. And a lot of it's linked to video games, you know? For sure. So. The reason I was asking that question is because I, I was talking to some guy and he was talking about how, you know, oh, like this is in regards to music. He was saying like, oh, this is the best time for people to be putting out music because we're not really getting a lot of new music right now. And all the bigger artists are like holding off on putting out new music, maybe because of the pandemic and things sure. like that. So he was saying people are looking for new music. This would be a good time to put new music out. But I also mm-hmm. had I rebutted, rebutted that and saying, well, it's a great time to catch up on music that you may have missed mm. or our old catalogs to revisit and things like that because I don't really think people are looking for new music right now because as you said with your um, statement about like not really making memories and things there's not really much to get out and listen to new music doing so and and that I think people fall back on um, what they're familiar with like when people are cleaning up they probably listen to like Odie's and things like that or you know there's not a lot of people Yeah, and there's not a lot of people doing much driving or much clubbing, which is where a lot of music gets played. So I don't think that people are really like looking to absorb new music as much as they are with just like the member berries and just, you know, remembering what something was. But I also feel like, hey, catch up on stuff that you've missed. You know, I remember um, Cap had said one day he was watching like a new movie every day that he missed, you know. Um, just because like there's so much entertainment out here and so much entertainment that we miss mm-hmm. or just can't consume that even if it went down to like, oh, uh, you know, a year or maybe two years or something where if they shut down movie companies and things like that or TV studios and said, oh, you know, we're not making anything new. I think I told somebody like every time I look and see like how many seasons of television something is like a show I've never seen and it has 10 seasons. So, you know, there's always TV and shows and movies out there, music, video games that you've missed. So don't let this time of, you know, uncertainty, as Neo put it, um, get you down. There's always plenty of stuff that you can get out there and catch up on. And shit, I buy video games late anyway. I don't really be in the water cooler thing of, oh, I need to get this right now so I can talk about somebody else who played it. I'm like, that game is going to be just as fun when I buy it for $30 or $25 as it will be when it comes out for 70. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, you make an excellent point because I remember I was listening to 
Um, I was listening to like a random Spotify station because it like kind of, it was like a Spotify mix based on like my likes and stuff. Uh-huh. And one, honestly, the, the name of the song leaves my memory, but when I hear it, I remember it because you would play, you would play music when we would go on wrestling trips while we were getting ready, you would play, um, <laughs> What was it? Is it some? Is it some Drake and Future? No, it was some old school stuff. Oh, uh, some old school stuff like some. Um, you would play um, Standing or something like that. That's um, Gap Band. Yeah, Gap Band. Thank you. Okay. So, so Gap Band was on my on my playlist, and I remember like, man, I remember Teak would play this while we were getting ready to go to cons and shit, like for wrestling shows. And again, that kind of you know kind of filled my heart space in my mind with, you know, I can't wait to go. And, and, and you know, check you know, hang out with my with my crew, and, and you know, go check out some new wrestling shows or conventions and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Cause, Hell yeah! Because it's stuff like that. Like you would play Gap Band while we were getting ready to get you know get fresh and get ready to go out. Mm-hmm. And I remember that, you know. So, so it really goes back to what you said. So, speaking of catching up on some wrestling shows, and I know that off air you were talking about some wrestling news. Um, how about we get into some wrestling news first and talk about how people okay. might be able to catch a wrestling show on a ship, so, and it is so, not the and it is not the cruise of Jericho. <laughs> it's not the cruise of Jericho. So, Matt Maniacs, you probably saw in all over the Twitter sphere or Instagram universe, SummerSlam on a cruise ship. What do you think of that? Uh, I think you brought it up also in our group chat, uh-huh. right? Yeah, and uh, I think when I read it. You know, it kind of plays to Vince McMahon's want and and need to to kind of like, you know, go extravagant and have people right, right on you know you know it, it, you know uh, to to watch the wrestling. But so the the thought that that immediately popped in my head was how is this possible? First and foremost, like like I went to the first Jericho cruise and I know how it can be done. It's it's just I don't know. In in the state that we're currently living, if you you have the okay to do this on a cruise ship, hell. Well, I don't think I don't think that they're going to cruise the ship. Like I don't think that they're going to be out in the water. The ship is going to be in the water because it's got to be. But what I mean is, I think it's going to be docked. Oh, at the beach, not out on a on the at water. the port. It's going to be at the port. Yeah, and it's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> Okay, that makes sense. Right, but it'll just be on it. Like, remember when they did it on the, um, like, the naval airship or something like that, where they did the, when Lex Luger slammed Yokozuna and stuff like that. Like, I think it'll be something like that, like, just a location so that it's outside, because if you set it up on the cruise ship, and then, you know, they can also have matches at the beach, so they can have a location where it's at the beach, they can have a ring set up at the beach and a ring set up on the cruise ship, you know, where they can tape different you know, so that it's got different looks and things like that. I think he's just looking of doing something more than the per- performance center, which he's been doing center. with like the Boneyard match and the, um, yeah. what was the swamp it? Match, uh, the the swamp, eye match, the, the swamp bar match, match. the the uh, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of the Money in the Bank match at the at the WWE oh, yeah. headquarters. Yeah, so I mean, right. they're they're trying to do things that are out of the norm, but 
to to gather attention because you know they're losing viewership and things like that during this time but also i think you know they're getting to the point where it's like okay we're doing these things but yet the show is not sustaining because this is probably just one match on the show the boneyard match is one one match so you know people watching it it still gets boring you know with not having a crowd and stuff like that you know not that the matches and the wrestling aren't good but you know it's just the atmosphere that draws you in so you know he's they were talking about vince is tired of only having a few nxt people in masks cheering at the shows and stuff like that so he's looking to do something outside to be able to have more of a crowd and the crowd still may be limited to how many people he's allowed to have there and things like that but you know it's just a start to start trying to gather people back to the that's, event that's I have a been great seeing, point that's a great point i have been seeing some indie um shows try to do like outside events and stuff too to try right. to get people to come back so yeah like the like the the recent well the most recent one was that gcw show right uh-huh i saw clips of that on on instagram with like leo rush versus joey janela i mean it makes sense uh i, I think when it comes to wwe doing ideas like this i say bring it on obviously within because they have the money to do it exactly they have the money to do it and then if they can do it within the parameters set by you know the the government or the cdc or or whatever it is i say do it i want to be entertained by wwe when i think of wwe currently i don't think of uh, to be honest i don't really think of the the greatest wrestling right now i just think of not entertained right now not entertained right now no and i don't think there's a current storyline that want that wants to pull me back in you know no the only thing i can think of that they got going on right well they got a few storylines but yeah none of them are too anything i mean randy orton is um randy orton is going to be going after drew so that might be cool yeah so it's funny it's funny i mean we that that happened on raw Right. And I was kind of thinking to myself, okay, he's going to go after Drew, but what about what he, what was he doing before? Right. He was going after these legends, making these points, uh, you know, making these points and whatnot. And I, and I like that because it brought an edge to, uh, to, to Randy Orton. So is in his promo, he says like, you know, um, you know, he's going to be better than the rock. He's going to be better than stone cold. So do you think, now that he's getting rid of the legends, he can be now like the ultimate legend by, by becoming champion. I, I couldn't find, I couldn't, I couldn't find, I couldn't connect the two Teak. I couldn't connect the fact that he all of a sudden woke up one morning on a Monday, wanted to be the champion. Uh, you know, be, is, so is he done doing his other, you know, business? I, guess? I don't, I don't think so. I think it all correlates because I just think it all correlates with like being the best. And if you're going to be the legend killer and try to, you know, you want to be the best and you also want to be champ too. Why can't I do both? Why can't I destroy legends mm-hmm. on my way to getting to whoever the champ is? You know, like I don't so, think the legend gimmick is over because he's going to fight. Um, what's his name? Um Drew at SummerSlam probably so leading up to SummerSlam he might annihilate another legend on Raw. I heard yeah, because because I, heard, I thought I thought the whole thing was with he and Edge like he and Edge were still kind of going back and forth but Edge got injured though right yeah okay and then and then people were saying like you know 
maybe um, maybe Orton will turn on Ric Flair. Oh so, man, that'd be sad. So maybe you'll get like a like a Ric Flair punt Oof. before SummerSlam. He's gonna kick the gold off that dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was just kind of because that was a good story. Like I was always interested to see who he's going after next, and then all of a sudden, oh, I just I'm gonna be the champion, or I want to be the champion at SummerSlam. I guess I'm just trying to find out like where it all connects, because like for example. MJF cut this seething promo on on AEW about how he wanted to be the champion, and he did it in an entertaining way. Uh-huh. And, and mind you, uh, he actually did it in a very like compelling way. Also, like he cut like a triple S plus promo on AEW. So I kind of try to draw the comparison between the two, where you have you know MJF who you know has been making a point throughout his career to be the best. And now all of a sudden on, on the most re- recent episode, he really drove the point home. I was ready for that, but I was actually, I was actually thinking he was going to go for that TNT title first, but, but, but you know, AEW still has somebody who thinks he's a dinosaur. So, you know, got to take your pros with your cons. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I mean, have, have believable promos and then you fight dinosaurs. <laughs> For sure. And, and it's just like, you know, on the other hand, too, you, you don't even have interesting characters on Raw. So, yeah, I mean, the whole um, the whole Seth story, I, I don't even know what's going on with this. I think it's going to I think it's going to lead up to um, I was about to call him Nicholas. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> what is what is Ray's son's name? Dominic. <laughs> Dominic. I think it's going to lead up to Dominic joining Seth. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, and I think we talked about that the last episode, right? I think we were trying to call out that Dominic was going to be more involved in the match. Um, and but just, now, as, just as Monday, he came out and fought, though. Yeah. Got, got into a scuffle. Yeah. But, you know, it was – yeah. again, it was just a scuffle. I mean, it's not really highlighting the, the, the work that, that he knows because he, he can work. For sure. Yeah, I think they're just getting used to it, getting them more involved so that they can mm-hmm. get ready to try to figure out his big match. Maybe he'll fight Seth at SummerSlam because everybody's eyes is fucked up. You know, they just did. <laughs> they just they got should, Alistair. <laughs> they should just make uh, Seth Rollins the new optometrist of WWE. Because, again, I like when I like the compelling characters on on AEW. It's just at least there's characters there uh-huh. That we can actually like you know maybe suspend our disbelief with versus on on SmackDown or I'm sorry on 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 the WWE side there's just nothing to get behind like 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 when Warhorse was in on AEW like he's kind of a character in a way you uh-huh. know with, with his face paint you know and you know his Viking spirit like you have the Viking Raiders on on WWE but they're not even that cool anymore you know well. So, no, they're, they've been getting jobbed out. But before we jump over to AEW, talking about Warhorse and some other um, surprise people that popped up on the show, um, you were saying that there's nothing on WWE that you can get behind right now. What about um, Big E's possible solo run? Since, yes. as I said, Kofi, may, Kofi is getting wrote off due to injury, <clears throat> and we know Xavier Woods isn't there. So right, Kofi, Kofi was bigging Big E up, telling him that this could be his chance. See, I I can definitely get behind that. I feel like that narrative 
could could definitely help me at, at least watch his growth because I feel like if if Biggie can also control his narrative, I feel like he would do it right. And if the writing crew, if they have like at least some sort of wrestler support that's doing like the the writing for them, mm-hmm. I think it I think it really uh, it could really go in Biggie's favor. Because if they're just like regular writers, I don't think they'll get it. But if I think there was a wrestler or a former wrestler that's writing television now, like Paul Heyman and and Bruce Pritchard, obviously whatever they've been doing, it's just not working for me. For, heard, for me personally, I heard that um, what's his name, Daniel Bryan and do I want to say Edge has really been, have been helping out with um with some of the writing lately. See that right there, Teak. That's news because if that is if that is legit, then that can definitely um that can definitely drive my point home. Then if that is legit then I'll, I will tune in because... Yeah, because I think they said that Daniel Bryan was like the reason that that, um, that four-way match, was it a four or five-way, to see who was going to fight um, AJ Styles, where you had... Mm-hmm. Um, Grand Metalik. Yeah, and... Lindsay Dorado and okay. Drew Gulak and, you know, just a lot of guys who don't get opportunities. And, see, and, that, and that match was fire. Like, you had a, a perfect blend of styles... Like you know, going going against each other. When I when I I actually took the time to watch that match, and I like it. Like the fact that you have you know Grand Metalik going for the title on Friday. Mind you, we're recording this on Thursday. It, it fills me with lots of hope because I know that's going to be a fire match. You know, they have so much talent on the WWE side, but I feel like it's just not being put to to the best. Um, it's not being showcased to, to the best degree. Well, it sucks because it's like on the one hand, they want to put their their best stars are, um, I guess, the most money-making stars, I guess, in the forefront due to the fact that since, um, you know, crowds are, there's no crowds and there's other things that's taken away from the show, they're like, at least we can show them the people that, you know, the people want to see. That's why, like, Sasha and Bailey are on Raw and SmackDown. And... Oh, you know, there's there's really not a not um, any brand split right now because it's just like, hey, you know, if we need to throw this person on raw to make people tune in, then that's what we're going to do right now type stuff. That makes Um, that makes some pretty good sense, bro, because I feel like if if they're analyzing like their key demographics, they know like, oh, well, the people who are selling the most merch are, you know, maybe these people. So we should we should you know, we should feature them heavier than most right but the reason why i was saying that that sucks or that that's a bad thing is that during during this pandemic time you seem would would seem like that this would be a good time to showcase mid-card talent yeah and build mid-card talent up you know in storylines that might not have big payoffs but it doesn't really matter because you're not pulling in as big of audiences right now so you can have a let's say dorado or grand metal league fighting a aj styles you know aj styles is going to win but you're putting these guys up in positions that they weren't in before well they'll shine yeah Yeah. they're going to catch that shine 
going like, up against AJ. Yeah, like Gulak and Daniel Bryan and just other stuff like that. You know, when you bring up these these mid card talent that you know you've probably been shitting all over when you did have um, fans and TV coverage, but now that you know, and and a lot of these these bigger name people, you know, they got reasons like you can send them home, they can rest, you know, they're trying not to catch COVID, any mm-hmm. other situations that are going on, you know. So I, to me, it just felt like a good time that they would want to utilize mid carters to bring them up, build stories up to make them more important. Mm. So when everything comes back full that. circle, you can have some new stars. Yeah. You, and I can appreciate that because honestly, I was really behind the Andrade Angel Garza story, you know, and then it started flip flopping, and then it just got cold, and then I just left. You know what I'm saying? That 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 was what that was what was keeping me in. And then I find out, okay, they they're gonna win. You know, they're now in contention for the titles. I'm like, okay, I definitely want to watch that. Yeah, I was gonna you tell know? you they just challenged Street Profits for the titles. Yeah, and I, so I would want to watch that for sure. Because um, I think I think you know again, and we preach this all the time. Wrestling is fun. You should, you know, cheer for you want to, boo who you want to, and just, you know, follow follow who you want to. And it doesn't matter on what brand they're on, just to support who you like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Neo, so, you ready to dive into AEW? So, yeah. So, and and you know what? You're making a great comparison that I also wanted to, to, to bring into AEW, talking about highlighting mid-cards. AEW is doing a great job highlighting indie wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, although they're all losing to Cody, <laughs> uh, but they're being showcased in a fantastic light. I feel like once business opens, this is going to provide a lot more booking power for these guys. They now have exposure on TV, um, TV experience, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think, you know, obviously that experience you can only learn by doing, you know, there's no real school of thought for that. Well, um, Cody's open challenge is cool because he's bringing people on the challenge him that's not just yeah. AEW talent. You know, I exactly. feel like I feel like if Chris Bay hadn't, you know, signed up to Impact, um, Impact he he'd show up on the on one of these open challenges. You know, uh, he whooped that ass. It's just cool that that now you can imagine like, oh, whoever your favorite indie guy is, like. Maybe he might get a chance to show up on AEW and challenge Cody for the title, and that's exciting. And that is very exciting, and I'm just glad to see this type of showcase because it potentially because all these all these wrestlers again, it goes back to cheer for who you like have a following. All these wrestlers have a following, whether it's like in GCW, uh, whether it be um, you know your local promotion in your hometown. If you find out that you know, your favorite indie guy is going to be on TV, you're definitely going to watch, and and so on and so forth. So I feel like AEW is taking advantage of these indie wrestlers who have these niche followings and therefore partnering with their social media and, their, and, and you know, and the, the wrestler's social media and AEW social media to honestly just bring more eyes to to everybody. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, it's, I think it's strategies like that that's helping AEW and, you know, Y'all probably heard this before, but AEW has been winning in the in the in the key demographic. Therefore, Chris Jericho has that sweet uh, demo king shirt. So, um, you know, it, the the ratings don't lie. You know, and and I 
I am very quick to say that because I support AEW. And, and, and so that's why I guess I'm kind of biased in that understanding, you know? I'm not a big ratings guy. You watch what you watch and you like what you like. But, so. you know, I, did, I do remember, you know, watching um, an episode of Ups and Downs and Simon said... Simon he, says... He can't imagine The Rock or Stone Cold, you know, talking about demos back in the day. So it kind of takes you out of wrestling some when when that's the focus or what that's the talking point yeah you know? they're Except- definitely they're definitely like these backhanded backhanded uh comments mm-hmm. that you know that that uh that you have to have your smarky fedora on if you yeah wanna, if you exactly. want to keep up with what they're talking about if you're just a regular if you're just watching for the sport or for the fun of it you're not really gonna know much what they're talking about but yeah it's just aw and wwe throwing shots back at each other mm-hmm. which speaking of aw throwing shots at wwe we had another surprise on aw pop up okay 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 so i was kind of i was kind of mad at this at this section because <laughs> you know again i'm Just a big fan of your point i mean proving big, points <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan of warhorse that should have been the thing <clears throat> I think Warhorse did a great job defending Cody, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets jumped by the putty patrol of, of, of the dark order. And then guess who comes out? Mr. AEW or an AEW, Mr. Mr. AEW, woo, 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 uh, Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona, uh, coming out and bailing out his homeboy, bailing out his friend, Cody Rhodes. So he made his debut, and although he's not "quote unquote" officially signed, I saw that he already has a shirt out. Oh, so wow. I'm sure I'm sure he signed. It's just, you know, um, you know, just I mean, he's got a shirt. I'm sure sure he's going to be signed because they they have to trademark that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. So he just he just hasn't had his contract signing like um, FTR, huh? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and I think, you know, it, it makes for good television, these little contract signings, you know. But but what do you think? You know, his 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 homeboy has a wrestling promotion and he hired his homeboy. Well, what do you think? And he's look he looks like a jacked hot dog. Man, you know what I think. I feel like it's 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 just more of the same, which is which is what me and Rock have talked about before. It's like they do something they do something good and then they they turn around and they do something like this, which is like, on the one hand, I understand because we've only had WWE for so long, and before that it was WCW versus WWE, so any other um, promotion coming up on TV, you're going to compare it to the last time you saw some promotions go at each other, which right now they are um, pretty much the WCW of, of now, AEW is, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I I feel like Zack Ryder. I I don't know what his what his pull is or what he's gonna bring. I do remember before he got the Intercontinental title, like you know, he was doing YouTube stuff and things that had got him popular, and that's why they gave him the title because he like got got himself over. But then WWE shitted on him after that, so I don't really know what Matt Cardona can bring to um, AEW. Also, be feeling well, like they. Be, just, just one more thing. I, I yeah. feel like they'd be bringing like some real like white bread motherfuckers over to AW. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> and, 
And and I say that because who who else did they bring? They they brought that perfect ten dude over, like yeah, Sean Spears. Sean Spears then brought this guy over, Matt Cardona, and I'm like, <sighs> like their names are weak, <laughs> and it's just like they're plain, like they just show up in like jeans or something, and no yeah. shirt on, and it's like, hey, you guys remember me from WWE? Hi. It's like, it's- hi, I'm from WWE. Hi, <laughs> hi, well- I'm I'm white man. And you might remember me from such wrestling promotions. <laughs> such as white man wrestling. <laughs> so let me ask you something, though. And, and, and so let's draw the comparisons. Let, let me ask you, do you like AEW Dean Ambrose or WWE Dean Ambrose? I like AEW. AEW Dean Ambrose, right? Let me ask my son. Son, do you like AEW John Moxley or Dean Ambrose from WWE? John Moxley. That's right. So, again, it draws a comparison. And, like, honestly, Sean Spears on AEW, I like him better in AEW versus the WWE gimmick because he used to rock that stupid cone thing and do the 10 thing all the time. Right. But on AEW, I don't know of him doing anything besides bashing Cody's head in. Now I think he was looking for a tag partner or something. Like, he hasn't done anything – he hasn't done anything special, and that's what I'm saying. Like you're comparing John Moxley. Well, John Moxley leaving a, I mean, leaving WWE and AEW, getting them like it was a big deal. He went through right. to Japan. He did the whole same thing that Cody did when he left, like the right. pilgrimage, and then you know became champ and stuff. But just the guys that you know, the only the only thing that they did different is that he didn't pop up as soon as he left WWE. As far as okay. Um, as and, far as um, Matt Cardona, they, and I'll give you that. Yeah, he was, he was he was sitting out for a while, so when he popped up, it is a surprise. But it's still just a ex WWE guy. Well, and and so again, it it kind of helps draw the comparison a little bit further. Um, you know, you have AEW Moxley is is better than WWE. You know, Dean Ambrose. Right now, I feel like AEW Chris Jericho is almost better than. WWE, Chris Jericho. You know what I'm saying? Um, Sean Spears, now that he has this edge about him, I like him better here. Um, who else is on the roster? Um, let me see here. Uh, yeah, Brody Lee. Do you like him better on AEW or WWE? I don't really like the character that he's playing on AEW. I'll be honest with it. I was hoping that he was going to come over and be more. I'm glad that they don't have him wearing that weird exalted um, costume that he first started in, but just making him a play off of Vince McMahon is now like, okay, where's the payoff? Like he's a play between Vince McMahon and Bray Wyatt, like with the cult leader and stuff. And yeah, his right. cult, is, his cult is, you know, gaining members and stuff it's like that. Cool, yeah. But I'm just like, I don't just like seeing him in a suit. Well, yeah, when he talking or being a dick to people, like I want to see him fight. Yeah, and I think they're creating, they're creating the the narrative that he's the big boss, right? right. Mm-hmm. The big the big boss doesn't fight for any reason, and right now his career, he's seven and one, so he's got he's got pull. Uh, another example, do you like AEW Dustin Rhodes or WWE Goldust? I probably like them more as Gold Dust. Honestly, I could give a fuck about Dustin Rose and AEW. Like, okay. he's he's there only for namesake and being, you know, sure. Cody's brother and bring some pull to AEW. But whenever he has a match, like, I turn it or I don't watch his tag matches. Like, okay. this shit just does not 
you know, other yeah. and, and other other than when he's fighting Cody and shit, like, you know, I know you you said that that was like a, a real big match, you know, and I understand the story and stuff behind that. But mm-hmm. what is he doing? He's hanging out with Cody's wife and well, she's tagging yeah. with somebody from Dark and like, I don't yeah, know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> lately, he's been acting as the, um, you know, almost as the, I guess you would call it, I don't want to call him, well, I wanted to call him a trainer. He's been helping with, um, w- you know, with the, the Nightmare Sisters, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, that's what um, he should fall back into more of a role like DDP and right. and be more of a trainer and not have as many matches and be on TV as much because I don't think that he is a draw like that. I mean, maybe his name is a draw, but that would be to old wrestling fans, right? when we should right. be building new stars. So nothing against him. I feel so, like, I just feel like that his story is um, not played out, but has played out because he came yeah. and he did his stuff with his brother already. So after that. And that was his story. Yeah, right. that was it. Like he, so they, told their, they told the narrative and now he just, he's in a supporting role mm-hmm. and, and should probably stay that way. Maybe he can be like the, the guy who takes the bumps to really push Cody to the limit, kind of like what happened with Jake Hager, you know, again, right. do you, do you like, do you like Jake Hager or Jack Swagger? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but we can go on like, right. Like I think, I mean, Pac- at least he had the, at least he had the weed of people chant on WWE right yeah. now. He just stands around mugging. <laughs> but I mean, but it, it, the, the list can go on. Like I think Pac, in AEW is is dope. I'm glad that he's not with WWE now. Same thing with Matt Hardy. Like Matt Hardy is is in full control of his character, and he's he's able to do what he wants essentially. You know. Well, um, I feel like when you brought up Jericho and said that he's better now than WWE, maybe a little, there. maybe a yeah. little better. But I feel like it's still the the role or gimmick he's playing is similar to what he was doing last with WWE with Kevin Owens. You know, so for sure, and that was know. his biggest. That was definitely his biggest, like his most memorable, mo- well, more recent run. memorable role. Yeah, run. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, definitely. And now he's just got more people around him, but he's pretty much that same, that same role. So, um, you know, I, I thought that when Jericho came over, that he was going to be more evil and not as comical as he is deciding to be because when he came, he was coming from new Japan. He had just got the new move in the set, the Judas elbow, like the outfits he was wearing, the entrances he was doing, like seemed like he was going to be more on that type of shit. But now that, you know, he is surrounded by a bunch of people, like they're just having fun and he probably has more say in his character, but yeah, they're just doing like goofball antics and stuff, which is, which is fine. It all has its place, but I'm just saying that's the same thing he was doing in WWE, being kind of goofy. Um, Pot, he was building that persona that he's using now in his last run in WWE before he left. So, you know, I, I can still look at WWE and see uh, the the same or, you know, where, where that came from. What I'm saying is somebody like Zack Ryder, he got shit annoying. He shouldn't go anywhere but up. But I don't see... Like what? What are they going to do to him to right. make him exciting to me? Because as of right now, him coming out and saving Cody didn't excite me. Him coming from mm-hmm. WWE didn't excite me. What he was wearing didn't excite me. So, as of right now, it's like, yeah, 
You know, it's like when you get a trade, but the trade is shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Versus again, I, I felt like that match should have stayed. It should have stayed. The spotlight should have stayed on Warhorse. You know, that's oh, why yeah, when, all when of he that came was in the same match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that spotlight should have stayed on Warhorse. Warhorse should have just took the beating. Warhorse should have just uh, gained sympathy with the crowd by taking that beating. Hell, you could have you could have even had Brody Lee come out and try to do another recruitment, or maybe Evil Uno to try to recruit. Um, you know, so so just just let you could have let that nugget that that little uh, seed planted, and then when that seed grows, it could have you know grown into something uh, you know uh, relevant in, in the future of, of AEW. But but I think that's still my thing is like. Okay, Neo, what do you think that they could have built up in relevance to make Matt Cardona's fucking Zack Ryder's um, entrance into AEW memorable or to have been something? Dude, <laughs> I, I think you stumped me on that one because he doesn't fit right now. There's like, there's honestly no place for him. Like, I feel like AEW could be at capacity right now, you know? Because um, like like what if they throw him in this if if they throw him in this, um, like there's there's a kerfuffle of storylines that are like jumbled together and it's all around the elite and FTR and Cody and fucking um all of those guys. So I'm like, is is he just about to be another red herring of oh? Could he be joining the Four Horsemen, the new Four Horsemen, or whatever? Because I'm like, sure. that to me, that's the only place he would fit, and I don't want him in that. No. But he's just so plain that he's that's super... where he would fit. Yeah, he he's he does the... not belong there. He's Mongo. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what will Mongo do? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he he like, can be like he could be like the equipment manager for the new Four Horsemen. That's what I'm saying. You know, just jeans and a jacket, or and some glasses, or something like. Yeah. You just like you know, like the NWO, like when they started gathering a bunch of people, and it's like, oh, like you got an NWO shirt on, but I don't know what the fuck your name is. Like, yeah. That's that's him to me. Like he would fall in into some place, and I feel like he would get overshadowed by other people or other members and things that's going on. So who knows? Maybe he'll tag up with um, Sean Spears since he's, is he still looking for a tag partner? <laughs> I think so. And, and that's kind of where, you know, that's why I, I like the anticipation and the suspense of this new four horsemen idea, right? Cause you have FTR being super buddy, buddy with hangman. And right, you have I, think Arn. That's your, I think that's your three right there, and I don't know who the fourth is going to well, be. Well, Arn in the in the ear of Cody, that could have been my fourth. Like it could have been Cody, uh-huh. Hangman, and FTR, which makes sense. They got the look. They got they the got old the look. school wrestling style. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and that 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 is my choice currently. I mean, for that's that the faction. one. That's the only one that makes sense for me because I feel like um, outside of that the Bucks are still the Bucks, and then you have um, Kenny, who seems like he's going to be going heel. So if you got uh, Kenny turning back into the cleaner going heel, and the Young Bucks being the Bucks, then the only odd men out are FTR and Hangman, which are already buddy-buddy. So like you said, if right. you throw Cody into that as being their leader, or the leader of the Four Horsemen, um, then, you know. 
it gonna, makes are, for a great narrative. It really are they, does. Are they going to call themselves the new the new horsemen? Are they going to come up with a different name? Which thing? Well, I think they'll definitely call themselves the Neo Horsemen. Okay, that's right. And and is, uh, that but, why, is that why Cody's been using um, the Finger Four the finger a lot four. more lately? Yeah, like, and you know, it was funny because like even on the most recent, um, you know, episode, right when they did their contract signing. Hangman Page was dropping old school wrestling nuggets like, oh, you know, welcome back. Uh, what was it? Welcome back Memphis wrestling and, and, uh-huh. <laughs> and saying shit like, oh, you look like a, you look like Barry Windham or something like that, you know, <laughs> dropping all those, the, the, all that nostalgia nuggets of wrestling into the conversation. And, and you know what I like the most? I'm not sure if a lot of people caught this, but there is that segment backstage because they announced that, like, that huge tag team match with FTR and the elite going up against, um, I think it's Dark Order. Um, did you see the little, the little like, subtle uh, Hangman Page handed the title to Cash Wheeler, I think? <laughs> and, and then when he tried to, get, you know, pull it back, Cash didn't want to let it go. <laughs> see, it's like little stuff like that, I think, can really go a long way as well. Because you just don't know what's going to happen. And therefore, it, it, it grips you and enthralls you, and you get sucked in to watch some more. Right, but I think you know since since yeah since Kenny and Hangman are the tag champions, but FTR is an actual tag team. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the implosion, which is what it's building towards. But it, like um, Kenny Omega is going to cost them to lose the titles, and that's right. going to and that's going to cause probably his heel turn and his split from from Hangman because that's probably going to cause their blowout. Right. Which even though. FTR beat him and Kenny. He's not going to fall out with them because he didn't get the pin, and you know, just blah blah blah. Blah blah I can, blah. I can, I can see it coming a mile away. Doesn't mean it's not going to be good. So if you're listening, WWE, AEW, whoever, we can book your show. Just let us know. I should have been booking your shows already. WWE should have been booking. I've been booking. I've been booking. You ain't reading my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, but I think you know I, uh, the AEW show. It was a good filler show, honestly. It kind of, I felt like this show definitely just kind of set us up for the next show. Um, oh, we had another. Um, we had somebody else show up too. I don't know what her name is. They say she wrestled for WWE in 2016, <laughs> and she yeah. um, she showed up and she's supposed to be. Um, the is she her tag partner? So um, she's Nyla Rose. A former WWE star. Uh, Ari, Ariane Andrew or Cameron debuts on AEW. I think that's her name, Ariane. But uh, but she was on the um, she was on like the, the uh, with on the WWE with uh, part of the Funkadelics back in the day, like 2016, I think. And so I don't I don't get it. She's like, oh, I'm back. I'm like, bitch, where you been? Like, no one knows about you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I don't even know who she was. I literally had a Google who was the chick on AEW <laughs> wearing purple. Like, I, it didn't make sense to me, but, I mean, all right. We'll, let's just see how this goes. <laughs> I was like, is you, trying to, is you trying to steal some Naomi swag? What's going on here? I know, right? Trying to doppelganger your way in. Um, uh, but, but it's an interesting concept that they're putting together, right? It's called this um, AEW... Women's World Tag Team Tournament, the Deadly Draw. 
Yeah, so, that is gonna be on there. It's gonna be on the AEW YouTube channel. So right, right. Pulling, so pulling a page out of um out of some WWE um mixed match challenge for sure. And the fact that AEW still uses Dark as a platform, you know, and they're gonna put this, you know, to kind of further that platform. It, it, this could be due to the fact that when they do their normal recordings. Uh, I feel. I think they also record episodes of Dark when they do their recordings, right? Yeah, they do. Um, they they normally record like um, I think it's an episode in the beginning and an episode at the end. Not an episode, right. but a match, and then they put those yeah. on Dark. So th- this was my theory. I think they're going to do this because you know they do have an abundance of women's wrestling that you know is not being as debuted as it should be, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why like the NXT women's roster is like. Up, so above everybody else right now, even including, even in my opinion, including Raw and SmackDown and AEW. I think they're just heads above right now uh, on NXT. And I feel like uh, AEW doing this type of move, I just feel like it's another way for showcase for free the, the, the women's division, which is smart. Definitely. I mean, they got to figure out a way to do it. They're, you know, um, they only have so long per episode and, you know, yeah. So, and the, the women you hit the nail on the head, the women's mm-hmm. matches always seem like they're like just thrown together, um, mm-hmm. pulling, pulling names out of a hat, which is what they're doing now. Pulling team members out of a hat, basically out of the box, putting teams together. And, yeah. um, a la WWE, they do this all the time too. just take random people and make them a team. And then those mm-hmm. teams are sometimes successful. So we'll see if we get any, um, any new burgeoning, um, women's tag teams that look like, um, they're going to stick together and maybe be, yeah. um, future stars of WWE. And I mean, not WWE, AEW, and then also see what other, um, stories they string together. It'd be funny if, um, Big Swole comes back, and then, um, or if Big Swole gets put in a tag team with, um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny because that since they're be since they're beefing, and you can't really, you know, you gotta have the teammate that you get selected to be with. So, you know, there's gonna be a bunch of I don't like you, but we gotta work together type shit going on. You know that that's uh, reminiscent of Zaro and Sheamus. Remember that they had like the best of seven series, yep. put on these flame matches, and all of a sudden you know, became best friends and they were champions like for really good long, a good amount of time and, oh, yeah. and when mul- it came, multiple times over. Yeah. When it came to the tag team scene, it was them and um, the new day for a long time. Yeah. It was and them, it, the new it, day and the Usos. The Usos. Yep. Um, and now Sheamus yeah. act like he don't even know Cesaro. I know, man. They don't even high five anymore. <laughs> they don't even talk no more. No. <laughs> But yeah, man, I think that that was AEW in a nutshell. Um, other than the main event, which was like this tornado tag, right? I thought that was yeah. pretty dope too. Fucking, you know, Ricky, he got his back cut the hell up. Yeah, man, fuck that. Um, fuck that, <laughs> that Ghostface kid. What's his name? <laughs> uh, Dar- Darby Allen. Darby, That's man, it. he needs to get the fuck out of here with that skateboard shit. Yeah. You jump yeah, on my you jump on my back with a skateboard that got thumbtacks in it. We beefing. <laughs> I'm gonna see you in the back. I'm gonna shoot you in the ankle. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that, that stuff looked looked it crazy and it um, looked gnarly. Yeah, and that's kind of another an, another thing, right? That's and I know and I apologize if this all of a sudden became like an AEW podcast, but I mean, 
I, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's more to talk about on AEW right now, you know? Well, we got to spread the wealth amongst the – we started off with WWE, and right mm-hmm. now we're just catching the people up on AEW. But what, what were you going to say, something else about AEW? Well, one last thing before I make the transition. Is there a pay-per-view, like, coming up sometime soon? What's the next pay-per-view for WWE? All, all, for WWE or um, AEW? AEW is all out, I think. Okay. What if our, What about for WWE? Um, is it going to be that NXT show, the, the TakeOver? Yeah, there should be a takeover coming up, I believe. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I guess what I was going to say about AEW is, um, what is your opinion currently on the whole Taz, Brian Cage, and 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 and, um, and Ricky Rivas right now? Like, I'm kind of cold on them right now. I don't know who Ricky Rivas is. I see that he's the guy who's like joined up with. Um, cage and he looks like another white bread dude to me so he doesn't he doesn't look like there's anything like any any sparkling um glimmer of hope in that guy he's probably just going to become a meal for brian cage in a second he, he could talk though i mean he cut a pretty good promo is is he but taz is um cage's promo guy so he doesn't need another one <laughs> well cage don't cut no promo so <laughs> i right. think I, I think they gave him ricky in case in case you know kind of what happened earlier, he had to go to commentary and, or he had to, you know, bounce out and get ready and go to commentary and, you know, get stuck with Ricky. I don't know. It's, it's I guess, I guess it's too early to say then. I, I guess I should really keep an open mind. Well, it's just weird because like you bring this guy with, with, you bring Cage who is a huge talent and he's known from different um, indie, indie circuits. And then you team him up with this guy who I don't know who this guy is. And I feel like he He's hasn't an been in guy too. Right. I, I figure, but I'm just saying, I don't know who he is, but I don't feel like cage has had enough spotlight on him yet to already be teaming him with somebody. You team yeah. him with Taz. That's and enough. He already took, and, and he already took like that L from Moxley. Right. Know? So, so now to be teaming him up with somebody already is like, no, like he should still be, you know, cause now y'all are trying to what build Moxley and fucking, I forgot the dude's name already. Ghostface. Um, <laughs> yeah, go, Ghostface. That's his name. <laughs> ghost, ghost, Ghostface Killer with the thumbtacks. It should be um, Ghost Ghost Kid, who is, <laughs> who is tiny. That's the dude that that I took the suplex from, at at uh, at at, um, at PWG. Yeah, who got suplexed in your lap? It was him. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, when he suplexed, when he got thrown on me, I was like, get off me, man! <laughs> <laughs> You're on my Jordans. Tell that tell that guy he owes you a photo op. Hey dude, oh. you 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 cost me some nachos. <laughs> he, he owes me nachos and a photo op for sure. But but yeah, they're trying to build him in a fight with him and Moxley. But it's like Kate should still be going after Moxley. Like the match that he lost was due to some bicep injury that he already had of recently repaired bicep. So right. he didn't tap and task or win the towel. So that should he should still be in the runnings or still be up there as far as like people going for the, the main title should be. So I don't think like, I feel like throwing somebody else on him that may not be as well known just becomes like an anchor, like something to pull him down. As you said, you're getting cold on that situation. Yeah. And the fact that he, you know, he's this FTW champion and trying to go up against Moxley and, you know, losing, he really has to 
uh, essentially re-scrap, well, re-retool what he's doing and, and really just get some more wins under his belt, you know? Maybe he should be dominating the AEW Dark Shows or something. Yeah, or just wreak havoc and just like if he just shows up on the episode of AEW and just beats the fuck out of Moxley backstage and like, you know, that'll bring some hype oh, yeah. back to him. You know? That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. Like, like oh, he- I'm, I haven't bo- I haven't beat you in the ring, so I'm just beat the crap out of you. Yeah. Backstage, you know, they do a whole thing where Moxley's gone for the show and then he comes back at the end of the show and then they have another fight. Yeah. Like he should he should definitely be the 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 you know um because Braun Strowman was the that monster uh against Roman Reigns and that was a monster that we all like. He should kind of be that monster here in AEW. Yeah, he should he should be like Samoa Joe. She's choking people out, flipping people away. Just um well just beating people up until he gets what he wants, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that narrative much better. Let's go with that. Yeah, bullying bullying people in the and then giving them matches are wreaking havoc until you know yeah. whoever I don't even know <laughs> who the fuck does AEW have a um a William Regal or somebody who like uh, <laughs> books books matches or do it just well, happen? I don't <laughs> they they kind of happen from the truck. So for, so so Tony Khan like like you'll you'll hear it throughout the show. Tony Khan just sent us a note that the next week's match is going to be you know Darby uh, Ghostface Kid versus Moxley. You know, um, and so that kind of came came out there. So it's kind of like, you know, uh, Tony Khan's like so this, Tony Khan's this the general manager. Yeah, he's this. He's kind of like this back backdoor character, where you know he's the one. He's the owner, and he's booking the matches, so to speak, quote unquote. He's like, I I, I want to call him like Jack Tunney right now, because he's kind of playing that role, and uh-huh. he also you know jumps on the social media and he'll say some shit about like, you know, uh, you know things that are relevant to the brand. Would you like to see Brian Cage put Tony Khan through a table or like pigeonhole Tony Khan to getting him what getting getting what he wants? Yeah, that'll be cool. I mean if Tony Khan is outside in the truck, like have Brian Cage bust into the truck, like show him um choke up, you know, by his collar, Tony Khan. Mm. Tell him, you know, something like that. You can have, you could, you could, you could show, and you got to show it. I mean, you can't show it, or you can just hint to it. You could like show the production truck and show Taz and Cage walking to it. You can cut the commercial or something. You can cut back. It'll just be Taz outside the truck, yeah. like, oh shit, where's Cage at? Then all of a sudden, you see Cage like come out the truck. Then you know you get a you get one of the announcers saying like, oh, Tony Khan just booked this match. Well, you know why? Because <laughs> he dookied himself. <laughs> So, okay, nah. I, I'm I'm down for that. Like I can really, I, I wouldn't mind seeing something small. Like I don't want it to be a whole driven storyline, but I mean, oh, I guess it could be because Tony Khan he would have to recoup his manhood, right? Like he'd have to be like, I ain't take no shit, and maybe hire Jeff Cobb to come beat the shit out of uh, uh, Brian Cage, you know, something like well, that. Well, then we then we get into a situation where it's like, okay, well, how physical? is physically fit as Tony Khan and you know he loves wrestling he wanted to start this does mm. he have any moves he's gonna book they, himself gonna, <laughs> I mean not you know just some revenge is he gonna get a chance to do like a super kick or something or you know <laughs> I, I want to see <laughs> Brian Tony, Cage and run <laughs> I want to see Tony Khan do a, a hurricanrana and then just run away <laughs> a 
a topic on Hilo. <laughs> you know, and then and then he'll he'll do something, and then he'll get protected because he's the boss. So like he'll run, and then yeah. some people will come save him. You know. Yeah. Because it it kind of it, it kind of uh, reminds me of back you know Lucha Underground you know where you had Dario Cuarto who's this chicken shit promoter and you know and yep. he had he had Matanza Cueto, Jeff Cobb you know kind of running his heat I think that'd be a fun narrative we'll see we'll see yeah he can bring some um what team do they own the Jacksonville Jaguars or something oh bring, yeah yeah he can bring some football players ooh yeah and then <laughs> get him a, get him an offensive line to protect them. Talk about taking it back to like who did that? Uh, what was it? LT versus Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's taking it back. I like that. This is good. good but stuff. I'm just saying he could he could like book some football players and make them like security or something. They could wear security outfits. But I'm just saying like after he gets jumped by like Brian Cage or something, now he's got like a security detail and they're football yeah. players. The football players are like yeah, we got, right we since there's no season. Yeah. <laughs> We gonna beat your ass. <laughs> we're we're seasonal security. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that that movie. Um, uh, what was that? The one with Keanu Reeves and he was playing the football. Oh, you're talking about fucking um, Jesus, where they were surfers. Point Break. No, not not Point Break. He actually played football. He was a quarterback. Oh, but he was an ex football player in Point Break, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that, I just I just remember. Yeah, you're talking about the other movie, yeah, where he's yeah. where he's actually playing football. Yeah, okay. Because I remember Keanu Reeves, like his his like his centers or blockers, where um, where there were these two black guys, these two brothers who would be who were bouncers at the club, you know. Yeah, it's like the rejects or something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's called no, the replacements. The replacements. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, because the because the football was on strike. And then they yeah. were, they were the people that they got to keep the season going. Uh huh. Yeah, I just remember his security detail was those two big brothers that used to do security. Oh mm-hmm. man, that'd, that'd be a good narrative. All right. Well, uh, that's wrestling in a nutshell. If you yeah. have anything you wanted to add up. Nah, there you have it, bitches. There that's you have wrestling. it. <laughs> bitches. Uh, so so yeah, this is episode one seventy nine. Be sure you like, you share this, subscribe to this. Uh, you can check us out on geekscape.com. You can also check us out at thesteelcage.com. Before, you know, before we get out of here, we do got a snack for them. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, we actually got a burial and a snack. So you want to do the snack? Sure thing. I'll do the snack and throw it your way for the burial. So this week's snack, um, shout out to Rock Knowledge, who was not here, but we holding it down for him on the snack tip, is um, Miss Vanity, her instagram name is wrestle bay so wrestle b-a-e and vanity is the women's champion of i'm sorry i don't have the information up i'm pulling it up <laughs> um yeah wrestle bay uh current women's champion of bcw wrestling it's a promotion out promotion out there in um i think it's what new it's on the east coast for show I was looking for the big picture of it. Yeah, but she's a, a BCW champion. And you know what? Uh, she's holding it down. I think she's been, you know, champion for a while. But it's a, a BCW. It's in the East Coast. You can also follow them. It's a Brie Combination Wrestling. 
on Instagram yep. also. B-R-I-I underscore combination underscore wrestling. Yeah, BCW, they're an East Coast wrestling promotion. She is the current women's champion. She's holding it down. She looks good with that title. She is Thickalicious, the way that you know the Matt Mania podcast likes them. Um, bubble, bubble bath enthusiast. Yeah, Neo says she's a bubble bath aficionado. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes to get wet. She looking good. Charlie Murphy. Good. <laughs> yeah, ch- check her out, man. Uh, I, you know, she also has a link to her YouTube, and hey, her YouTube's filled with some of her matches. So get your Wrestle Bay fix in. Exactly. So go <clears throat> enjoy you some wrestling and enjoy you some eye candy at the same time. Um, but, again, Wrestle Bay is our is this week's what's this episode, Neil? One seventy nine. Episode one seventy nine. Snack of the week. She's so a snack what? of the week. She's a snack of the week. Okay. So okay. while you while you enjoy that snack, please, please do not snack on the mysterious Chinese seeds that are being sent randomly here in the United States. Okay, that's my burial. Chinese seeds, y'all. Don't eat we don't need them. nuts. We don't want them. We don't want your Chinese nuts. We don't want the <laughs> Chinese seeds. Listen, we, we love we love China, right? And Chinese food. And Chinese food, but we don't need these random ass Chinese seeds. Now, if you're gonna send me seeds, at least tell me what they are, okay? Because <laughs> because we, if you have Chinese weed, we'll grow it. But don't be sending me some <laughs> fake ass seeds, right? And then they turn into like Attack from the Killer Chinese tomatoes or something, right? Right. Just... See, we don't we don't need no little shop of horrors um, plant life growing <laughs> over here because y'all we just send the seeds and and some stupid person will be like, oh, they'll try to grow these seeds and see what they are, and then it'll be fucking monster plants growing because they're stupid. Um, <laughs> it'll be like Jack and the Beanstalk where he just throws the throws the beans and then they just start growing. Like, we yeah, we don't need that. But yeah. you know, we know it's kind of tongue in cheek. But if you got that, it, if you got that Kim Jong um, OT, let me know. Kim, you got that Kim Jong Kush, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, we know it's tongue in cheek. But hey, it's uh, it's out there in the news. You know, mysterious seeds from China are landing in the in you know in the different mailboxes here in the United States. We don't know what they are. Obviously, we have customs for a reason to not mess up our our you know our ecosystem here. Because we like hot dogs and hamburgers and pizzas, right? <laughs> that, that's what we like. Um, America. America. And, um, you know, but I'm interested to see where this comes from. But even China said, hey, don't do not do anything with the seeds. In fact, send them, <laughs> China even said, send them back to us so we can investigate what's going on. Because the, 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 the plot thickens. The plot thickens. Maybe maybe China wants us to send it back because maybe they're like mysterious, super healthy seeds make your dick wet like all the time. You know, we don't know. Shit, or maybe maybe Donald Trump is sending the seeds out under the guise that they're from China to try to pull the wool off our eyes like he's known to do. <laughs> so this is now a tinfoil hat episode of the Matt Mania podcast. Exactly. And you're gonna see you're gonna see a, a press conference from Donald Trump. Telling telling you about the 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 kung fu the kung flu seeds. <laughs> what if these seeds give you kung fu powers though? <laughs> oh. Would you take them? Oh, for sure. <laughs> then I could become like the new master Watto. So before uh, we got it, before we get out of here, now I have to go on a tangent real quick because that made me think of something, and I'm going to ask you. Wait, wait, wait. Are, before you get on the tangent, though, is it a master Watto tangent? 
Um, yes. All right, here I we go. I don't know what that is, but it's going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be a master tangent. Though, watch this. So, have you ever seen the movie um, Limitless? Yes. Okay. So, like you were just saying about DCs, like, oh, what if DCs teach you kung fu or do something or whatever? So, in Limitless, you know, he takes that pill and he doesn't know what the pills are made out of. Like this guy just gave him the pill and he took it or whatever, right? So, like, I was talking to somebody. And I'm like, man, you know, like I've never done any drugs besides weed. Right. So I'm like, I'm not like a pill popper. I don't do shrooms like X, E, acid, all that type of shit. I'm like, you would have had to be a like hardcore drug user or just like down on your luck ass piece of shit like he was in Limitless in order to get these powers. Like it doesn't happen to a good guy who's like, you know what? I don't do drugs because you would have had to try the drug to do it, you know? So I'm like, if somebody passed you along some strange drug and was like, hey, Nia like red and blue pill type shit like hey neo this shit is going to expand your mind yeah how 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 on a scale of one to ten do you think that you are to do it (laughs) well first and foremost thank you doctor wearing jeans for for this for this um uh uh, buffet of pills you know i don't know it's it's kind of weird because you're right like the you know the dude was down on his luck he had nothing to lose and he gained everything Right, and he was an ex-pill popper. He said it, you know, he was like, he was still in his, his dying grandmother's Percocet and shit like that. So, like, he's, yeah. he's used to popping pills. So, yeah, like, exactly. This guy was down on his luck, down on getting ready to lose his book deal. He was an alcoholic piece of shit. And yeah. then he took, takes this pill, and then, like I said, gets everything. Like, at the end of the movie, he's, um, he's um, campaigning to be president at the end of the movie. Yeah. So, Well, it, it, also, it also drives the narrative of, like, what if you're waiting on your what what if you're waiting to fly on your airplane, right? And mm-hmm. some guy comes up to you and says, Hey, don't get on the plane and just walks away. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's that same thing. Like, this pill can offer you everything. Um, okay. Like like you really have to like have super faith in people like if you're gonna start popping pills and try to become limitless i don't think he had i don't think he had faith in people i think he just had nothing going on in his own life that he was like what the hell do i have to lose and just took the and just took the pill and then it's like oh shit it turned me into superman i'm like come on now somebody offer me that but then i'm like shit if they offer me that i'm not gonna take it because they're gonna be like hey pete this pillow make you Superman. I'll be like, get the fuck out of here, and I'll throw that pillow in the trash. <laughs> like, can I grind it? Can I grind it down and smoke it? I'll do that. Can if, I grind it? Do you have it in Alka Seltzer form? <laughs> do, you, do you have the superhuman Kush that if I smoke that will turn me into? Uh, yes, I would do that. But no, I'm not popping nobody's strange pills. Clear, clear pills in a in a Ziploc bag. No, Ugh. no, no print on it. No, yeah. nothing. Just <laughs> from a guy wearing jeans and a tank top. Well, a guy who used to be a dealer, but he told him told you that this pill is worth eight hundred dollars. Is that going to make you take it? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's super sketch. I think I would really have to be like I. I probably have to have nothing to lose in order to take that. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought that was funny because you were talking about that just now. And I'm just like, man, it sucks that it's like, you know, sometimes you feel like that in your life that you feel like, oh, man, I'm doing everything the right way and everything is so hard for me. And I'm just like trying to stay afloat. And then you see mm-hmm. like these scammers are these people that are like doing like fucked up shit. And you're like, man, they always seem to be on top <laughs> or winning, doing something while I'm over here struggling. You know, like, I had I had a thought, too. <laughs> and, 
And I know we were supposed to wrap this episode up, but this is a thought. Like, I was thinking to myself, I could sell drugs. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't ain't that hard. (laughs) I did. Like, I was, uh, (laughs) I forget what I was watching. Or or, uh, I think I was, um, I think I was, I forget what, what episode I was watching. Uh, I think I was watching Close Enough, and I think he was trying to buy drugs. <laughs> and I, like, I was thinking to myself, man, I could probably sell drugs. And then I was thinking to myself, who do I know has drugs? <laughs> Me? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, like, I, I, I thought I could do it. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta get out there into that drug game, right? Because that's the thing. It's like you might do drugs, which you don't even really do it. But it's like if somebody yeah. does drugs, like I smoke. But because I smoke, if I get weed and then try to sell weed, do I have that clientele that's going to buy weed from me because I don't hang around mm-hmm. a bunch of people? So now it's like now I have to get out there. And so I think it's only only good if you already like have that clientele or that kind of people around you, because if not, then you got to get out there and try to like, um, you know, let people know you got to get out there and campaign that you got the weed you, now. You got to build a book of business. <laughs> like, like if you've ever walked into like a shady gas station and it's that guy out the, outside the gas station is like, hey, I got the tree. You know, you got to be out there doing that type of shit. Sketchy. Uh, you mean that's cold calling? I don't do cold calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, I come from the D, cold calling all the time. I, calling. I, used, I used to love, love going to the gas station or going to the liquor store and somebody be like, hey, I got that tree. I'd be like, hold on, I'll be right out. <laughs> let me see what you got. I'll be right out. <laughs> I was actually just looking for that. So, <laughs> so like, what? What a what a happy accident! I, I, I came to this gas station specifically for that. <laughs> you know what though? If it was me and at the gas station, I'd be like, "Ha! I got that tree." Ha! <laughs> Dude, I don't be having no um. I don't, I don't be having no fucking chill when it comes to that shit. Like fucking, um, I was at the, the QT the other day and somebody was in there buying, um, cigars at the register next to me. I was like, I was like, Oh shit. I see what you about to get into. I was like, you got that trigger on you now? <laughs> he, was, he was like, nah, I ain't got it on me. He was like, I know, know where you get it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, well I'm, I'm going to get it too, but I thought that you could have saved me a trip. So, <laughs> well, I'm surprised you didn't turn up to turn around and say, you know, are you the police? You know you have to legally tell me. <laughs> nah, because that shit don't work. <laughs> <laughs> he just bust him upside his head. Entrapment <laughs> is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Matt Maniacs, that was um a little little tangent. Me and Neil just went on right there, just you know, giving you a little extra at the end of that pod, you know, to to send you off on your way. Um. No Chinese Seeds, Wrestle Bay, Vanity as the Snack of the Week. Watch more AEW Wrestling. Um, Watch what you love, man. Hell, New Japan's on it. Uh, You know, WWE's doing it. You know, just watch what you love. Hell, watch some archive stuff. Yeah. Um, If you you still support the WWE network, like plenty of old wrestling on there. So again, back to my point in the beginning of the show, there's so much um, entertainment out there that you have not absorbed. So if you're mad at wrestling's current state, you can go watch some old stuff that you missed. You can, you know, do any of that stuff. And um, as always, hit us up on Twitter and let us know if you got any questions. If you have any snack of the weeks, um, not not yeah. snack of the weeks, but you know anyone that you're interested in, yeah, nominees. 
yeah. for that. If you have any um, putovers that you would like for us to know about, what have you been into this week or this month? Um, I, I asked this question on Facebook. I said, has there been any hobbies that you have revisited or any new hobbies that you have started since you've been on quarantine um, stuck in a house? So yeah, you know, we put all, it over. We all got to have something to, to deal with during this time, you know, mm-hmm. to keep our minds off of it. So let us know what you're doing and, you know, we'll always come and let you guys know what we're doing on another yeah. episode of Matt Mania podcast. Be sure to, to use the hashtag put over hashtag put over. Yes, sir. So I am Teak underscore hall. I am at the Neo X N E O E C K S. Um, you can find us on Twitter is what Matt Mania podcast on Twitter, Matt Mania yes, pod on IG. Yep, and you can listen to us on Geekscape.net and at The Steel Cage. Yes, sir. So catch us next time, if it is a next time, which it should be a next time. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And um, enjoy another great week of wrestling. We'll talk to you guys next week. Keep your shoulders off the mat, y'all. Oh, yeah, that too. We out. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.